0: to another hope-filled message from Life. For more information about our church, visit lifeau.org. Hey, uh, man, so, so grateful to be with you guys and uh, to, to uh, send a welcome from my church from the magical place of California, as we call it, uh, or, or Cronulla. Uh, but uh, it is one of the most beautiful places on the planet. But we love your pastors, uh, Craig and Nadia. And how, come, on, come on, do you love your pastors? How good are these guys? We love them. And uh, you, you're a legend, man. So good. And uh, I, I loved how many times you dropped the fact that, oh, you know, when I was in Japan, when I was snowboarding, oh, when I was in Japan, I'm like, oh, yeah, we get it. Anyway, okay, so, um, I'm playing. Anyway, so, hey, before we grab our seats, do me a favor, would you look at the person next to you in the eyes, uh, and with all sincerity and honesty, tell them, you are very attractive, we should hang out more. Would you do that right now? Come on, you're very attractive, we should. We should hang out more, we really should. (laughs) Once you've done that, you can grab your seats. (laughs) And um, man, you're very. Did that bless anyone this morning? Did that? Did that? Yeah. Three people felt blessed by that that uh, little moment. Come on, how how many how many wives you felt blessed by that this morning? Your husband turning? Did you say? Hopefully he turned to you. Obviously, okay. Did he? Did he? Okay, good. Um, hey, was anyone sitting next to that special someone, and that just happened to work out? Okay. Wow. Okay. Tough. Tough, tough crowd. Um, but uh, I, hey, I just want to say so, great, so grateful to be with you guys. And um, uh, my beautiful wife and family also send their greetings. I have this year, actually in September this year, I will have been married 16 years. Hey, that's some people, yeah, okay, hold the applause. Um, no, no, can we? 16 years married. How cool is that? And uh, some people are like, oh my gosh, I thought you were like 21. Um, no, I'm, I'm actually 36, but I, I, I moisturize. And so uh, it works It works wonders. And uh, we have three beautiful children. I actually do have a photo. I don't know if, is, that, is the photo up? Didn't make it. Oh, we didn't get it to it, but I have, uh, th- it's, they were just, it was too good to show, actually. You might have wept uh, in awe of my children. And so uh, my three kids are just amazing. Uh, I actually have uh, twin girls. Yeah, I love the mixed responses every time I say that at places. They're like, oh, oh. Jesus, just okay. Like no one knows how to respond, but uh, someone asked me once, what, "What's it like having twins?" I said, "Well, just imagine you're drowning, and and someone hands you two babies." Anyway, so no I'm playing. No, it's, <laughs> we love our kids, and I also have a ten-year-old boy uh, who he is—he's hes the best. I love my boy, and uh, my girls, and actually, all my kids now are officially. I don't know if for all the parents out there—if you've crossed, this is the first time I've crossed this line, but um, all my kids are now in school, and. It's, I know, I got an amen from some mums over there like, oh, yeah, I hear. Yeah, God bless. Okay, so um, I, hey, they're all in school now and man, it was such a big moment for me to watch my girls walk in their school uniform into school. But the other big part of the moment was as it didn't roll out or play out as I thought it would because I thought they would have been like, no, dad, I'm going to miss you. Don't, <laughs> know. No. It was quite the opposite. They're like, bye. Okay, and just wandered into school. I'm like, I love you. <laughs> you know, I birthed you kind of, you know, so, um, but they just neglected me and went on, but... I just wanted to get that out. Anyway, so it's a little therapy for me. Um, But hey, this morning, I want to share something with you. Now, you might be new to church, and uh, hey, you're so welcome here. We hope you felt loved and welcomed as you come in, and and you've really stepped into into a great place. And uh, just again, if you're new to the journey of faith, um, I just want to tell you our job here is not to try and force you to believe something. Okay, just first and foremost, understand that. Uh, a lot of us here, this is not the journey of faith. No, we've actually experienced a love that has surpassed knowledge. It's surpassed something that really someone forced us into. No, this is actually quite voluntary. We, we show up here every week, not because religion demands it, but because our relationship with God is, is real. And so maybe you're thinking, oh, I'm not too sure. And what's this all about? Well, that's cool. Like what, what I want to tell you today is that God will actually just meet you where you're at. And so if you feel like... I, I don't know if I even believe yet. Well, God will actually, he'll meet you there. He'll just meet you in that place. And he is so loving and kind that he will journey with you into the future. Now, maybe you're here today and you think, well, I've actually been around church for for ages. And and, and, hey, guess what? The journey's not over yet. And there's still more to come. How cool is that? That we actually, we haven't arrived. Paul said, hey, I I pretty much haven't arrived yet. No, I just forget what is behind. Even even, if there's bad stuff to forget, but also the the good, there's good things that sometimes can hold us back. You know, that's just remembering the good old times. No, there's always something new. That God's doing, and so I believe today we're going to um, we're going to move forward as a church. Amen, amen. And not only uh, do I believe we're going to move forward, but I also believe uh, this morning we're going to have a whole lot of fun in church. And, and there's there's this vicious rumor going around about this service uh, of Life Church Melbourne uh, that you guys are actually the most verbally engaging out of any of the Life Church places. <laughs> It's, it's a rumour. Okay, now come on. Uh, I, t- I promise this. If you get into it a bit more this morning, I'm going to preach quicker. Okay, some people here really want to go. Okay? Some people are like, yes, come on, get him off. Well, hey, um, I-, I was going to share something uh, this morning, and I'd sent some stuff through to the team. But as I sat on the front row, I really felt God stirred me to, to share something else. And so this is kind of how sometimes it happens for me in church. Like, I don't want to come up here and just, uh, here's what I think. No, I actually want to deliver something that I believe God wants to encourage you in. And, uh, and so this this message for me is, um, is really going to help you again, regardless of where you're at on your faith journey. I believe this can actually help you. And, and I would just ask you to give me just these next few moments, next four and a half hours we have together. And I'm just fine, but that. Okay, just, just open yourself up to, to maybe God... It's kind of revealing something to you and more of himself and his plan and purpose for your life. So, uh, why don't you turn them in your Bibles if you've got your Bibles with you to, go, to uh, Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. And uh, if you haven't got a Bible this morning, all you need to do is just lean forward, pretend to get something at your feet, and you will fool 99% of preachers that you brought a Bible to church. Are you ready for that? I'll give you a chance right now. Are you ready? Why don't you scrap your Bibles with me right now? Okay. Look at that. Oh, oh my dear Jesus. A few people over here. Anyway, um, but um, Colossians chapter 3. Paul the Apostle, um, he, he pens this amazing statement that, that I believe if you and I can get a hold of this, like if we can really grasp the entirety of what he is trying to say, this will alter your 2018. Right. Right. Like this will change everything. Like I I believe that if you and I can apply this and and through the help of God and His Holy Spirit, if we were actually take this teaching, apply it to our lives, like it's going to be radical. Okay. How many people would love to do this? Like you would love to get to the end of 2018, look back and go, my goodness, things changed. Like things things were different, like things were radically different, not just in my life, but in my family's life. Come on, anyone? Yeah, in your friend's life. Anyone want that, right? In my my world, my sphere, I want things to radically change. Well, I believe this here, this portion of Scripture we're going to unpackage is going to help you to do that, okay? So so now I've got your attention. You ready for this? Colossians chapter three, Paul says this. He says, if then you have been raised with Christ, seek things that are above, everyone say above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Verse two goes on to say, set your minds on things above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. One more time, I'm gonna read this and and then we're gonna unpackage this. If then, in other words, he's assuming that this is past tense. Like you you, you and I have actually, like maybe again, you're on a journey of faith. You wouldn't say "I, I have a relationship with God personally, well, at the end of today, we're going to have that moment and we want to encourage you to take that step, come to know Him better and personally. But, but for those who are, he's, he's assuming that you and I will get this already. He's saying, if then you've been raised, raised with Christ, seek things that are above where Christ is seated, everyone say seated. seated, at the right hand of God. Set your minds, everyone say minds, right? Your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is now hidden with Christ, with, with Christ in God. Okay, so, so um, the title of my message uh, this morning for all those people that are taking notes and want to go to heaven, I want, you, I want you to write this down, okay? <laughs> that's, that's a joke. Um, but um, I want you to write this down A Heavenly Perspective. A Heavenly Perspective. A Heavenly Perspective. And let's pray and ask God to really help us understand this this morning and apply this to our lives. So, God, we thank you for everything you're doing in this church and through this church. And uh, I pray for those here today who who really are on that journey. Lord, they're, um, uh, they come to church here, friends invited them, Lord, that this is so a uh, divine setup, Lord. You wanted them to know that they're loved and valued by you. And God, for those who would already call themselves uh, a Christian, a follower of you, God, I thank you today. This would revolutionise the way we do our lives, Lord. It really would. Help us to understand this. Help us to apply this. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Have you ever found yourself in a place and wondered, how did I get here? How did I get here? Okay, like how did I get like I don't I don't know how I actually arrived at this place. Now, um, I, I am um, I like to call myself a, like a people watcher. Um, now, not, not in a weird way. Okay, by the way, I'm not like from, from the front lawn of their house. Okay, I'm not that type of people watcher. That's stalking. That's illegal. Uh, um, so, but I like to watch. I like to observe humanity. Right? Um, one of the places you like to observe humanity, maybe you're like me, is like on public transport. Have you ever done that? Where you just watch people on the bus, like just just watch, just watch what they're doing, and and to see, what, and then you see that one person who, who's like um, who, who's falling asleep. On public transport, have you noticed these people? And and they kind of start like nodding away, and they they try not to, but they can't help themselves, and then they fall asleep. And it's almost like they fold in half, like human origami, right? They just fold in half, and then they realize, "Oh my gosh, I'm asleep!" And then they whip themselves back up really quickly. You're like, "Oh my, oh my gosh, your neck!" Okay, so like you freak out, and then um, have have you ever been um, on on public transport or a plane, um, and a person next to you has fallen asleep, and that awkward moment has happened where they lean onto you and fall asleep on you? Is that? Happened to anyone? Okay, that's and you had that split moment where do I be a Christian? Where you're like, peace, my child, or or, or you just like go full carnal, like just get off. Okay, so you don't know what to do. Um, but can, can I say this? I've, I've actually I've actually been that person. Okay, I, I've been the person that has 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 fallen asleep and in, in, in an awkward in an awkward place. Again, I, I ask you the question: Have you ever found yourself in a place and wondered? how how did I get here? How did I get here? And so um, actually many years ago, uh, my wife and I, uh, we actually won a trip to South Africa to go on safari. How cool is that, right? Yeah, it's not Japan. But anyway, so we go to uh, Safari, and, and uh, like it was unbelievable. We go, and, and like she actually won. It was a door prize for her work. But when you get married, two become one. So guess what? I win. Okay, so, um, so, so we, we go on to this trip. We land in Joburg, uh, Johannesburg. As we uh, arrive there, we get in a car. We get driven out to a, a, actual, uh, a privately owned Safari park called Makutsi. And when we arrive at the gate, there's this massive gate there. It looks like something from Jurassic Park. You know what I'm talking about? Like those big gates. The guy turns to me. He's like, can you please open the car? Uh, so he says, open the gate, open the gate. I said, yeah, sure, i open the gate. So I open the gate. I, I, he drives the car through, shuts it behind. I hop back in the car. And I'm like, man, so good you got those gates here, huh, to keep all those wild animals out. He's like, no, that's to keep the animals in. I said, excuse me? He says, yeah, yeah, they're to keep the animals in. I'm like, so, so you're telling me I got out of the car, like with wild animals around? He's like, yeah, I know, it's funny, right? I'm like, no, no, that's not funny. No, it's not. Anyway, so we drive off and we drive to our cabin. True story. We, we, we drive to, uh, like down this windy dirt track and then between us and probably the end of the stage is the front door to our cabin and then there's long grass between us and the cabin door. He just, he just kind of leans across, opens my door and then points a flashlight on the front door. It's on dusk. Points it at the flashlight and says, have a good night. I'm like, excuse me? He's like, have a good night. I'm like, what do you mean? Have a like, do you want me to just walk to, to the cabin by ourselves? He's like, yeah, yeah, just do that. I'm like, no, dude, I have seen and watched the David Attenborough documentaries. Okay, like I know what lurks in the long grass, you know. I'm waiting for, for like that voice to come, you know, like, and the female pounces the man, you know, like I'm waiting, I'm waiting for it. So I so I turned to my wife. I'm like, "Ladies first, okay?" So uh, chivalry is not dead, okay? So uh, so so that night we go for a drive, and, and it was unbelievable. But the next day we go for a safari park drive through a place called Kruger National Park. Um, and again, I asked, I asked the question: Have you ever found yourself in a place and wondered, "How did I get here? How did I get here?" So so we start driving, and and, and it's kind of a beautiful day. But I am still like massively jet lagged. And so I I find myself getting rocked to sleep by the car bouncing on the road. Now I'm sitting in a bench seat in the back of this car, this four-wheel drive. On my right-hand side is my wife. On the left-hand side is this 80-year-old German lady. I find myself so so tired and falling asleep that, you know, fate would have it that my head would not fall to the right-hand side on my wife's beautiful shoulder. No, no. It fell to the left and, and, and now my head is on this 80-year-old German lady's shoulder. And, and again, have you ever found yourself in a place and wondered, how, how did I get here, right? So I'm, I, I'm so deep in sleep, like a comatose state, that my body just starts giving way. So what starts at the head, my head slips off her shoulder and lands in the 80-year-old German lady's lap. How many, everyone say awkward moment. Okay, awkward moment, okay. And and, and here's what's even more awkward about the moment is that I was there for a good half an hour. Yeah, yeah, right? My wife doesn't think, oh, this might be potentially awkward. I might wake him. No, no. She leaves me there asleep for a half an hour in this random 80-year-old German lady's lap. Come on, have you ever found yourself in a place and wondered, how did I get here? So I'm asleep in her lap. uh, And then suddenly I, I come to, I wake up. I'm, I'm, I remember thinking, oh, oh, my God, I don't remember lying down. This is unusual. Okay. I look, I'm like, why is that floral? What, what, is that? what is that? I look up, and there's this 80-year-old German lady. She's looking down on me, and she's stroking my head. <laughs> I'm serious. She's stroking. She's, like, looking with a smile on her face. Says there, my little schnitzel. Like, she's getting into it. Have you ever found yourself in a place and wondered, come on, how did I get here? <laughs> Now listen, you might be here this morning and you might absolutely not be able to relate to that story. <laughs> I can understand, right? Okay. Literally, we, we could say, look, I can't relate, James, but truth be told, I think every single one of us can relate in this way. We've all found ourselves arriving in places internally, emotionally, yeah. mentally, where we've wondered, how did I get here? Yeah. Like, how did I get here? Like, no, no one woke up in, in 2017 and thought, you know, by the end of that year, you know, I hope, I hope I arrive at anxiety. That would be awesome. No one premeditated that. Hey, you know, I hope that by the end of that, man, I would hope that in the beginning of 2018, even you think, uh, uh, no one woke up and said, man, I'd love, love to be more depressed this year. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Like no one premeditates to arrive at these places. But yet, have you ever found yourself in a place and wondered, how did I get here? Like, why am I here? Now, we've become quite good. Now, you you might call yourself a follower of Christ here this morning, which is amazing. But the truth be told, we've become really good at projecting like everything's good on the outside, don't don't we? And we, we kind of put on the brave face. But yet some of us maybe here today have found ourselves already at the beginning of this year wondering, how did I get here? Like I had plans and I had, I had this great idea that I wanted to arrive at this place emotionally, mentally. Oh man, this is where I want to be. But already the unresolved things of 2017 are catching up with me. And here I am at a place I never intended to arrive at. Or maybe you're here this morning and you wouldn't call yourself a Jesus follower. But you're like, man, I've, I've been there for a long time. Like I, I don't know how. I don't, like, it, I, it's almost like you look at your life and you're ticking every box on the outside seems to be fine. But on the inside, something's still, something's wrong. Something's off. And it's at that point, I, I want to encourage you, church, that every single one of us arrive at these places. Like we've all been there. We've all arrived at these places internally, mentally. We were like, I don't know how I got here. And I'm not here to explain or try to unpackage how you got there. But I am here to point to you a way out. That you actually don't have to stay there. Now, look, the theme of this year was that you would overcome. Come on, how many people know that God's call for your life is to what? Is to... Overcome. So listen, it's, it's, it's useless sometimes to, to kind of cognitively go through all the reasons why I am where I am now. And God is like saying, hey, look, 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 what I want you to do, look, we'll unpackage that eventually. But let me help you overcome where you are right now. Let's move on from here. Let's get past this. Let's overcome this. And so Paul starts to, he starts to point to the fact that, that you and I as believers, there is a key to overcoming. And the key to overcoming is, is, is actually quite profound and it's quite amazing. But often as followers of Christ, we don't give enough attention to this area of our lives. He actually says, look, if then you have been raised with Christ, he actually says you've got to set your, your minds. So what he's alluding to the fact is, is that your mind is more powerful than you're giving it credit for. And I'm not here to give some kind of self-help teaching on like the power of your thinking. No, this is actually biblical teaching that your mind is extremely powerful. Romans 12 said, hey, if you really want to transform your life, you need to start by transforming your your mind. And so your mind is powerful. Like it's, it's amazing what your mind is doing. That's why you could look at your life and externally think, man, everything's so good. Then why is something so wrong in here? Like why? Why is it not matching up? Why is it not working together? Why? Because it's your mind that needs transforming, not the external things. And and so, look outside of Sydney. There's actually a um, uh, there's this tourist attraction called the Janolan Caves. Has anyone been to Janolin Caves? Okay, so basically the Genolan Caves is famous. The reason why is because these caverns inside of this mountain, and there are these mystical-looking pillars. They look almost like this fantasy world that you step into. And and what where people go and see them from all over the world, but the reason why these pillars were formed was actually because of this a slow, gradual process where water leaked through the roof of the cave taking sediment from the soil and slowly dragging it down, dragging it down, dragging it down, and eventually formed these pillars, structural pillars inside of this cave. I remember going to see it myself and, and, and really being just absolutely blown away by the fact that this is so similar to our thinking. Do you realise that little thought, that little insignificant thought that you've been thinking about over and over and over and over and over, and over again, are slowly but surely forming the structure of your thinking? the pillars of your mind. And now it's actually something that you, like you, you've, it's, it didn't happen overnight. It was gradual. And now you've had this, this set thinking, this set idea, and you can't seem to overcome it. And I believe this is where God wants to come in and transform our minds. He wants to eliminate the structures, the unhealthy thinking, come on, that has kept you in the wrong place. He wants to move you into a place of overcoming so, so, so how does Paul help us to do that? You, are you ready for this? Okay, so here's, because I'm not here just to point out the symptoms, I want to point out the antidote this morning. Amen? Okay, so Paul says this, um, if then you've been raised with Christ, you've got to set your minds on things above where Christ is seated, where Christ is seated. So he gives us these few steps. He said, listen, if you want to have an overcoming year this year, what you need to do is first and foremost, you need to, you can write this down if you're taking notes again, want to go to heaven, right? Ready, number one. You need to trust that God sees things that we don't see. Like firstly, you've got to trust that. that listen, I remember flying into Melbourne actually years ago, and it might have been for Pastor Craig, and, and one time I was here, and, and as I flew in, I remember looking down on, um, on the traffic, and there was this big freeway, and there was this traffic jam going all the way in, and as I looked from my window up above, I remember thinking, huh. ha. That's unfortunate. Like I laughed a little bit, ha <laughs> ha, you know, because I'm sadistic like that. So anyway, so I, I looked and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's unfortunate that they're stuck in that traffic. I'm about to land here. And, but as I looked, I saw up the freeway, there was a truck that was trying to pull out onto the road, but the traffic was just kept on going, so he couldn't pull out. And then as I looked, I could see further down, way further down, there was actually a gap in the traffic, a massive gap. And it started to make me realise, my goodness, if only that truck driver could see what I see maybe he wouldn't be so anxious right now. Maybe he wouldn't be so frustrated because he could see the gap was coming. The break was coming. You know, you know sometimes what you see in front of you can be overwhelming. It can be something that is almost crippling. It almost stops you from, from entering into a place of joy and trust and peace, as Pastor Craig mentioned earlier. But what you need to first and foremost do, hey, God sees things that you don't see. And know that if I keep on trusting that He has my life in His hands, come on, that all things come together for good for those who trust Him, That eventually my break's going to come. The gap's going to come. But i got to trust that He's seeing things and he's, he's in control. So first and foremost, that gives me great, great peace, great confidence, because He sees what I don't. So Paul says, set your minds there. Go there. The next thing he says is not only set your mind on things above, but he says where Christ is Seated. Oh man, this is interesting. Because what Paul's trying to say here is hey, 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 believer, hey, Christian, do not neglect observing the posture of Christ. The posture. Have you noticed that posture says everything? Now, I'm not talking about like, well, oh shoot, is this an etiquette class? What are you saying? Like, no, no. But your body language is, is, is quite remarkable. The body language says a lot. And he's almost saying, hey, 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 church, look at the body language of Christ right now. Look at, his, look at his, his posture. Look at his position right now. And guess what it says? It says that he is seated. He, he's seated? Yeah. Right. Oh my goodness. Now here's what he's not doing. He's not pacing. Oh my gosh. Like I know I made those promises to those guys at life, but wow, I didn't expect this year to be this overwhelming. And like, No, no. God is not pacing back and forth in the heavenly. Come on, somebody. The Bible says that he is seated. The seating actually refers to a position of authority. That's what it means. Like, I got this. And in a Jewish context, to sit wasn't just a position that a teacher would take to teach. It also was a position that a ruler would take to rule. So I'm seated as if he's he's in control. Now, the, the, the reason why that posture is even more comforting, again, the same trip that I went on to South Africa. I went for another safari drive, but this time me and my wife, Alana, and our tour guide, his name was Piers. We had this open-air vehicle and we go for this day drive throughout the, uh, the jungle, literally this, this uh, privately owned safari park in this jungle. we go around this blind corner and then the car stops. And Piers goes, look look over there. Look over there in the grass. It's pretty good, huh? I've been working on it. Anyway, so, so he, he's like, look over there in the grass. I'm like, oh what? And I look and about from, from from me to where this speaker is on the front of the stage, there's these two young male lions just, just lying there. And I freak out. I'm like, oh, like I kinda, like I was trying to be a man because my wife's there, so I went, oh it's a great day, huh? <clears throat> you know, like try, trying to brush it off and, and I'm just trying to act all brave and, 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 and I, was, but I, was, I was freaking out, I was scared because I've, I've seen, again, the movies, I'm waiting for that when animals attack thing to happen, you know, so, so I got my wife to move here and, and I'm playing, okay, so, but I'm sitting there and then I look at Piers, I look at Piers and, and Piers has just got his leg up on one side of the car and he's just casually looking at him. I'm like, what? And then I look back at the lines. I'm like, oh, and then I look at Piers, I'm like, oh, I look at the line, oh, you know, and then look at Piers, I'm like, oh, you know, like, but then I started to realise, hold on a sec, like, Piers is the tour guide, he's done this before, this is not uncommon to him, and if he's going to chill and relax it the way he's doing it right now, that means that I can chill and relax the way he is right now, because if he's not concerned about them, neither should I, why, because his posture told me something. Hey, hey, maybe, maybe life, <laughs> life's turn this year has already brought about an unexpected fear or problem that you didn't see coming. And it's at that point God is saying, hey, don't look at the problem. Look at Christ. Look at the Savior because He is He's seated and He's not stressing out. Last but not least, not only was Paul said, hey, you need to check your attention on, on, on the fact that, that God sees what we, we don't see and that his posture actually says a lot about our lives. But last but not least, he says, hey, hey, hey! One, a time's going to come where all's going to be revealed. Like all's going to be revealed. In other words, he's saying like, hey, the time will come where, where we enter into eternity. Now, not a lot of people talk about eternity a lot because, wow, man, I just want to try to live here and now. And that's, and that's good. Yeah, enjoy. Come on. Come on. Carpe diem. Seize the moment. Unbelievable. Yes, let's do that. But yet he says, hey, if you're going to live your life, then remember to live your life against the backdrop of eternity. Like the things that are, that are causing you to have unrest right now in your heart, the things that have been plaguing your mind and your thinking over and over again. It's like, hey, just, just stop for a second. And put it against the backdrop of eternity. In other words, this moment, this moment will pass. But eternity is forever. So you live your life against that. Hey, hey, hey you're going to have, I'm not here to be a doomsday prophet, but hey, this year will have its struggles and this year will have its trials and this year will have its, its issues and its moments. But, but guess what? Against the backdrop of eternity, it's just a moment. And I can push through. I can, come on, I can keep on progressing forward. I can keep on overcoming. Why? Because I know this is just a moment and against the backdrop of eternity, man, I can overcome this. I can get through this. Come on, somebody. Like it changes, changes everything. It really does. What's interesting about viewing our lives through the backdrop of eternity is it actually changes the way we do live here and now. Like it really does. You see, you see um, I actually am a huge um, ancient history buff. I don't, you might be surprised to hear that, but I love ancient history. I love it. I love studying it. I, lo- I did a lot of it back in school, and I'm still fascinated with it. But one of the particular eras of history I loved to study was a, a group of people called the Egyptians. The Egyptian history was quite fascinating. What was even more fascinating about the Egyptians was not just the way they lived their life, but the way they believed their life would be after death. And so what they believed is that you could take it all with you. They thought, man, you know what? Let's store it up as much as we can because on the other side, in the afterlife, then I'm actually, I can take this with me. And so they built these massive, which we know now to be pyramids, but really they were just tombs. They built these big pyramids, these big tombs, and they filled them with possessions. They even filled them with their servants who got buried alive with them, which is unfortunate to be on their serving team. <laughs> but, but they believed that they could take it with them. What was interesting is that the, these guys were considered to be some of the greatest kings and rulers of our, of, of, our, of our existence, of life, of history. But yet you look at the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And when he died, he didn't die with a tomb that was full. He died with a tomb that was empty. As if to say, hey, this, this life, man, I want to leave it. Say, man, I left it all out on the table. Man, I lived a life and I poured it out. There was nothing left to give because on the other side of eternity, come on, that's where it all is going to matter. So I'm going to pour it out on this side, not store it up on this side. You know one of the greatest ways you're going to find peace and overcome this year? It's not just by recognizing he sees what we don't see and not, and not also just trusting the position, the posture of Christ, but also to live your life against the backdrop. In other words, when you and I start living like Christ lives, serving one another, come on, loving one another, reaching out to one another, caring for one another, come on, reaching out to the city around us, pouring out our lives. Guess what? It's in that place of pouring that you'll find the greatest peace. And it's so counterintuitive for us because we think surely to give, to live like that is going to be something that drains me. No, no, no. When you live this side of eternity, giving and living a life that actually is all about other people, you will find some of the greatest peace you'll ever find in this life. And it won't be from the things that you stored up. Come on. It'll be from the things that you poured out. So this year, come on, maybe, maybe already you found yourself in a place and you wonder, how did, how did I get here? How, how, why am I here already? And God is saying, hey, stop. Just stop. look, look look at me, look, look, trust that I see what you don't see in 2018. Find peace in that. Hey, hey, secondly, look at, look at my posture. I'm not, I'm not worried. So don't you be worried about this thing. But lastly, hey, don't, don't, don't wait. Don't wait till you find peace before you be be a, a peace giver. Don't, don't wait to you're you, you experiencing, man, this that rest of your soul before you start helping others experience rest in their soul through the acts of serving and kindness. Don't, don't wait. Start doing it now because what you'll find is that as you do, as you move into that place, the peace flows with it. The joy comes with it. Church, this morning, I'm going to ask you to do this. I want you just to bow your heads and close your eyes as I, as I kind of land this plane this morning. Because I think to overcome this year is, is, is truly a remarkable goal. And I believe God wants that for you. He wants you to overcome. He wants you to live this life overcoming. But what He does want, first and foremost, He, he, he wants your trust. He really does. He wants you trust. He wants you to trust Him, entrust yourself to Him. Because that's really where the peace is going to come. When you say, God, I'm... I can't, I can't see every step ahead. I can't see the way entirely, but God, I know that you do. So I'm going to trust you because you do lead me and you do guide me. And, and maybe you're here this morning and you're saying, I, I honestly can't say that I'm, I, I'm a follower of God. I, I can't say I've given trust fully to God. And it's at this point, God is saying, hey, come on, like, trust me today. Trust me. Entrust yourself to me. Because I want you to have peace. But the way you're seeking for it right now, it's temporal. And it might have momentary satisfaction. It might have momentary peace. But what I provide is an eternal peace. But it all starts with you trusting me with your life. So do, do, do you trust Him? Because He wants you to. He really does. So if you're here today and in this moment of privacy as our eyes are closed and we're really reflecting on where we're at personally, I'd ask this, like, Do you you fully trust God with your life? And if not, hey, why not do that today? Why not take that step? Say, God, I want to trust you. Like, I I, I can't, I've been trying to control my life for so long. And really, there's so many things that have just been wrong turns and bad decisions. And I want to tell you right now that your wrong turns and bad decisions have not disqualified you from being loved and accepted by God. They have not. Because we've all been there. And that's why God, He refers to Himself as someone who's rich in mercy. And mercy is so beautiful because mercy wouldn't be mercy if you deserved it. So this is not about what you deserve. Because if I got what I deserved, and I tell you what, it'd be pretty bad. But I got what Christ deserved. He took what I deserved on the work of the cross. And from there, I received what He deserved which is great, beautiful, peaceful, amazing relationship with God. So if you're here today saying, man, I, I need that. I, I need that in my life. I need forgiveness. I need peace. And then today I want to include you in a prayer as we close. And that prayer is really just the beginning of saying, God, I want to trust you. I want to trust you. So that's you on the counter. I'm asking going to lift your hands where you're at. I'm not going to ask you to come down the front. Anything. think this is a private moment just between you and God. But I do want to include you in prayer that starts this journey with Him, this journey of faith, and saying, God, I will trust you. I will trust you in my life. So here we go. If this is you here this morning, on the count of three, I want you to lift your hand and I want to include you in that prayer. Here we go. One, it's just between you and God right now. Two, hey, He, he loves you. He really does. He's got an amazing plan for you, but you need to trust Him. Here we go right now. Three, just put your hand up there and say, That's me. God bless you. God bless you. Who else is there? God bless you. God bless you. God bless you who else is there that's me I need to trust God God bless you who else is there I'm not trusting him with my life right now I can't honestly say I'm in relationship with him who else is there before I close yeah God bless you there who else is there I want to be in on that as your eyes are closed still reflecting on this moment Paul says um, in that scripture he says like hey Hey, you died and your life is now hidden in Christ. And what's the beautiful part about that? You think, wow, that's such a morbid statement, it seems. But really, it's not. Because what he's referring to there is, is that once you meet Christ, all of the old you dies. Like all that stuff that you're ashamed of, that you're not proud of, that you feel I'll never get over. I'll, I'll never get over the regret of that decision. Hey, Guess what? God's answer to that wasn't like, well, let me just put a band-aid on it. No, He says, no, okay, basically what we'll do here is like, we'll kill off that old life. And when you come to Christ, the Bible says that you become a new creation. Yeah. Yeah. So your old life is gone and now your new life is hidden in Christ. So maybe you need that old life. You think, man, I can't ever go over this. And God's saying, hey, let, let me have that old life. I'll swap you. I'll give you a new one. I'll give you a new one. So who else is there before I finish saying, I need that new life. I need to. Who else is there before I finish saying, I need to start that journey of trusting God with the old life and I want the new. God bless you. Who else is there? Come on. God is saying, this is your day. Trust me today. Trust me. Begin the journey of faith. Trust me. Awesome. So for those who lifted their hands and there's a whole bunch of you, I'm so proud of you. And as our eyes are closed, we're going to pray a prayer together. And then then I'm going to pray one more prayer after that for, for this church. But As we pray this prayer, these might be my words, I'm gonna ask you to repeat them, but I do want you to maybe make a time later on today where you just pray this personally, just by yourself, because this is a personal thing. As much as you will become part of this great, you know, a church community and 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 be involved in these things, man, it's so beautiful to help you in your journey with faith. God first and foremost wants us to be personal. And so I want, let's let's pray this all together. Let's say this. Say, Dear Jesus, thank you for your word today. Thank you that you died on a cross for my sin, for my shame. Jesus, help me to live for you, to walk with you. Today, I repent, I turn, and I trust you with my life. And I begin my relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can we give those guys a huge round of applause? So good. And and for those who prayed that prayer, Pastor Craig will explain part of that journey from here on in. But I, I just want to say this as well. Like this is a journey, and 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 we keep on. The Bible says from glory to glory, to strength to strength. In other words, it just keeps on getting better but you've got to take these steps with us. And, and part of that is like the next steps thing we do here in church. Get, get, get to know what it's all about. Let us help you on that journey of faith. And what you find as you progress in this, the more and more, it doesn't become more and more, oh my gosh, it's overwhelming. No, this is more and more liberating. Like it's liberating. So, so let us help you on that journey. But I do want to ask this as, as I close, and I'm about to hand back over. You, you're here this morning. And this, that word this morning about, I guess where I'm at internally, and the anxiousness, the, the, the anxiety, the, the fear of this year. And, and you're saying, I really need God to help me with that. Because again, what I've said to you is stuff that you, it's really easy to hear and go amen to. But not always easy to apply. It's not. And that's why we need the help of the Holy Spirit. And I want to pray for you in closing that you would actually just, just kind of open yourself up to getting help from Him to live this out. Because we do need Him to help us live this out. Amen. this podcast from life if you have any questions or want to contact someone about this message visit lifeau.org